Welcome to the Center of Influence Podcast, the place for breakthrough conversations with experienced business partners like you. It's time to optimize your center of influence. Let's talk. And welcome in to the first ever episode of the Center of Influence podcast. I am your host, Nick Gentile, and I'm here with my friend, John DeFreitas. And before we introduce our excellent guest today, uh, we just want to thank everybody for joining us in what is the very first episode of the Center of Influence podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us on what we hope is a, is a long journey. Um, and we're really looking forward to uh, sharing some excellent people with you, uh, some excellent businesses with you, um, and just really excited to get this thing going. John, anything to add? No. All let's right, talk. great. <laughs> <laughs> well, without further ado, let's introduce Derek Hayden and Garrett Ulmer, uh, two risk advisors uh, with Danzig Insurance out of Shelbyville, Illinois. Uh, thank you both for joining us today, and thank you very much for being our first guest on the podcast. Well, we're we're happy to be here, Nick. We appreciate the opportunity, and um, once you look back when you're about a thousand episodes in, and we can call ourselves the first ever COI podcast guests, it's it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, we we are expecting a gift like with you know signatures on it, so we can sell that for millions later on down the road. So Absolutely. we're excited to be here and excited to be your first guest. Thanks for having us, man. Yeah, yeah. And for for those that uh, have not listened to uh, Derek and Garrett's podcast, they they actually brought us on theirs and and kind of introduced us to the world of podcasts. They have a podcast called the. Uh, Central Illinois Business Leaders Podcast, and uh, please take some time to give that a listen. If you're listening to this podcast, I I know you will enjoy theirs as well. Um, so they they helped us identify this as an opportunity, and and uh, have really been crucial in getting this podcast started. So um, let's get right into it, guys. Uh, let's let's talk about you first, if you don't mind, um, Gary. You're in the top right on my screen, so. Tell, tell me the story of, of Garrett. Tell me how you how you got uh, to where you're at now in your career and uh, maybe some bumps and bruises along the way. Sure. So the long and short of it. So I was in the car business for 16 years prior to getting into insurance. So back in 2003, <clears throat> I started to uh, sell automobiles for a, a large family dealership throughout the central Illinois area. Central Illinois area. So started out down here in Shelbyville, uh, migrated over to the Taylorville region in about 2008. And, um, you know, the funny part is before I got into uh, to selling cars, I was actually washing cars while going to college and um, was given the opportunity to sell and kind of ran with it. So they always joke, if you any guys that are out there selling cars, it's kind of like a black hole you get in. Sometimes you just don't know how to get out. And uh, it's a great job. It had a great experience. Uh taught me a lot of things about working with clients and, um, you know, the customer relationships and, and building relationships. And it was a great experience. I decided to exit that after about 16 years. Um, wanted to have a little bit more time for uh, my wife and kids. So this guy down here, Derek, um, had new, and it was funny because throughout 16 years in the car business, I always thought insurance would eventually be the next game that I would maybe be, try to, to venture into. And uh, Derek was at a wedding. Um, where one of my best friends was, and they sat at the same table, and he had kind of heard from my friend that uh, Garrett's 
you know, looking to maybe get into the insurance business. And uh, Derek and I had known each other a little bit uh, through mutual friends. And so Derek had reached out and uh, had touched base with me and was like, hey, heard you're interested in maybe learning more about this insurance gig. Would you, uh, you know, come talk to, to Danzig? And so little be known, we, we got paired up and uh, I guess that's where D&G kind of came about. And we've been doing it for about four years now. And uh, so, yeah, there's the long and short of it. So it's been a good career and probably what I will, I, I look to finish uh, my professional sales career with is, is being a risk manager. So. Awesome. Awesome. Derek, you're up, man. But give okay. us give us the story of Derek and how you got to where you're at. You got it. So um, I guess I'll start mine in the college days. So I had the opportunity to play college baseball. And uh, when you play college sports, that's kind of your life for for me. For it was for 23 years I played baseball. And then I got done with college. I wasn't good enough to go on to the next level in the pros. So I was like, you know, what do I do? So I moved back to Shelbyville. Graduated from Murray State down in Kentucky, moved back to Shelbyville, and uh, I fell into substitute teaching, and I was also working part-time at a local hospital in the wellness wing. I, my my degree was in kind of wellness, um, phys- pre-physical therapy, didn't want to go on to be a physical therapist. It was just something for me to do while I'm playing baseball. So luckily graduated, moved on with substitute teaching, working at a local hospital, and I I was about to kill kids. Uh, teaching was not for me. <laughs> and I knew if I didn't get out soon that my my picture was going to be on the front page of the paper for the wrong reasons. So um, I was looking everywhere for a job, could not find job openings anywhere. Like I, I really didn't have any particular thing in mind that I wanted to do. I just knew teaching wasn't it. I didn't want to keep working part time at the local hospital because it was odd, really odd hours. So um, I was actually on my way up to Kankakee to interview for like a furniture company of some sort when a um, a family friend, I guess it was, who was the CEO of our local hospital, reached out to me and said, hey, um, Shelbyville Insurance, which is now part of Danzig, they have an opening for um, a sales position if you'd like to learn more. I was like, well, if it'd keep me around home, you know, a little closer to home, I'd be willing to to talk to him. So I came and interviewed multiple times. And, uh, and the funny part is, I guess there's two funny parts. I, I had, I always tell Garrett, I was driving a 1996 Chevy Lumina <laughs> that I bought for 800 bucks off my great aunt. And the reason she sold it to me was she lost her license because she hit too many of those pillars in the Walmart parking lot. So I had yellow racing stripes down both sides of the Chevy Lumina. <laughs> Yikes. So needless to say, I needed something to uh, increase my income to, so I could afford a new vehicle. So I pulled up in my old Chevy Lumina. I was like, well, here goes nothing. In the middle of the interview, they're like, Derek, what do you not want to do? I was like, I don't want to go door to door and do sales. So I took the job and started going door to door, selling insurance. Here I am. That was 10 years ago. and it'll be my 10, 10th anniversary in January. So almost 10 years. That's awesome. So Garrett, you, uh, you kind of had a natural background coming from the, you know, car sales and things like that. Derek in, in their interviews, do you think they're like, what are we doing? This guy, he can't, he can't sell stuff. What do we, we can't hire this guy. Right. Like, <laughs> what did you say to them to, to say like, yeah, this is no problem. Well, 
they they did they're good insurance salespeople too. So they sold it like I wasn't gonna be going door to door sales. <laughs> so so well done. I don't know. I think so I, they sold you. You didn't. They sold, sold me I got exactly. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you you know it's kind of like the car business. You anybody that can uh, you know has a heart heartbeat, they can they can turn into a salesperson. I guess. <laughs> so no, it wasn't that bad. I I knew there's gonna be some some active sales in it or else I, I wouldn't have accepted the job if I didn't think I could do it. And obviously they thought I could do it if they offered me the position. So um, it worked out. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if he's being truthful or not. 10 years in, I think they still question whether he can do it or not. It's, true. <laughs> it's funny That's how true. that works. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, the theme of the podcast is obviously uh, centers of influence. So, um, for for those listening that that uh, aren't familiar with that term, um, it's it's basically a center of influence could be a lot of things. It can be somebody in the community that's that's influencing people on a on a uh, broad scale. It can be somebody personally in your life that's influenced you. But really, um, it's one of those terms that can be different from person to person. So um, one question we definitely want to to ask you guys is, is there someone or an organization or, or a group of people that that have really influenced your career that you feel like you um, maybe, you know, owe some of your success to them or they had a large role in, in your success? Go ahead, Derek. I'll let you take that one first. Okay. Well, it honestly wasn't till recently that I had some unique opportunities that helped me kind of figure out how to be different in the insurance world. So insurance is probably a lot like banking. People see it as that's just another banker, just another insurance person. And that's a hurdle that every salesperson, no matter what field you're in, has to overcome in order to you know gain the interest of your potential client. So um, in 2000. 20, um, like right in the middle of pandemic, there was a, there's a, a guy by the name of David Carruthers. He lives in, uh, the Tampa Bay area, which hopefully they're okay down there. I know the hurricane's getting ready to hit in their area, but, um, he, he's an agency owner in Tampa Bay and owns a commercial insurance sales network called killing commercial insurance. And to, I guess, to get the, the word out about, his network and to promote his sales network and sales training. Um, he started a, a insurance based reality show called the protege. So um, I saw, yeah, what's that? <laughs> Sounds exciting. Yeah. So I saw this, he was advertising for the show cause I followed him like the sales tactics and um, basically to become a contestant on the show, you had to enter your name uh, through video. You had to send a video answering three questions, basically explaining why you'd be a good contestant on the show. So I was like, you know what, this is my chance to do something unique. Um, you know, sale, not sales, but insurance can kind of get boring and tedious. Sometimes this was an opportunity to do something different, go against the grain, maybe put myself out there and learn something or two. So I sent my video in and like three or four weeks later, I got an email saying, Hey, you've been selected as a contestant on the protege. Uh, we start recording the the sessions in November. I think November 2020 is when we started recording <laughs> sessions. It was self-recorded. The idea of the show, so I was one of 11 contestants across the nation. I was the only one from Illinois. There were several from like uh, Connecticut, uh, let's see, Ohio, Minnesota, Oklahoma. I mean, just all over the country. 
Um, so I was one. And basically the idea was we, we had a challenge. We had a weekly challenge and we had to self-record ourselves completing this challenge. Well, anyway, we made it through the challenges and at the top five at the end of seven challenges, the top five moved on to a sales competition. So I made it to the top five where we had to actually sell using the tools we learned in the challenges. So out of the sales round, I made it to the final three. So I was in the top three in sales. I made it to the final three and the, the live finale was down in San Antonio, Texas in sprint or in, it was almost exactly a year ago in September of 2021. So I ended up winning the reality show. So I'm the, the original nice. protege. So that whole experience um, was kind of the, <clears throat> what opened my mind to a lot of things and, and created some unique opportunities for me and some things that I brought from a bigger, you know, bigger world outside of central Illinois that I can bring to my clients here in central Illinois. So I'd say that experience and David Carruthers and his uh, network of people are, have been really influential in my career. Now it's probably safe to say that that's a, a show that if, if somebody could theoretically go on it, you, you would recommend that to someone in your industry, I would imagine. Absolutely. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's a YouTube based show. So it's on YouTube. If you Google or Google, if you go to YouTube and type in the protege insurance, it'll pop up. And actually we just wrapped up season two. I was a coach on season two. So I coached, actually coached the winner of season two. So nice. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So it sounds like we're going to be getting your signature instead of you getting ours. Well, clearly much more famous already. <laughs> it depends on what circle you're in. If, if you yeah. were to go to anybody on the street that is not in insurance, they'd be like, what in the hell are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah. Now Fair don't enough. butter him up too big. You know, I, I used to give him a hard time after he won the show that I'd have to put butter on his ears to get him through a door, you know, so <laughs> don't, don't, don't make his head too big. All right, guys. We have to do that with John already. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So Garrett, what so, about you? Yeah. So yeah, it's been an almost, you know, 20 years in, in sales. I've had a lot of in, influential people. Um, you know, I started selling cars, like I said, back in, in, in 2003, and then had transferred over to another store, like I said, over in the Taylorville region. And, you know, at that time I'd had, I'd had some decent success, had done, you know, what I thought was fairly well out of a pretty small store of a family and dealerships. And when I went over to this store in 2008, I, I met uh, what was going to be a huge influence on my life and turned into be a, you know, a long lasting friend. And um, I can remember, our, you know, one of the first months I was over there, I was doing pretty well had been close to what would have been my best month. And I can remember he come over and tapped me on the shoulder and was like, you're not done, man. Don't, don't give up. And it's like, okay, well, he's pushing me to go to the next level. You know, like, Hey, you think you're good where you were at? There's more here, go find it. And so, I mean, I can remember learning different things from him, um, just pushing, you know, to, to build those relationship things that you can do with, you know, clients before and after the sale to continue to, you know, ask for referrals, just different ways and tactics to keep relationships and, and to build your sales career. So, you know, unfortunately I lost him, um, last November, he had passed away from an illness that he had battled for a couple of years, but he was a huge influence on my life and, uh, my family, great guy. And, uh, yeah, just learned a ton from him. Um, you know, another person, he's actually on the podcast here. That's been a huge influence for me in my insurance career. Uh, that's Derek. I mean, Derek has, uh, you know, I knew a lot about sales coming into this, but, uh, one thing that he has pushed me to do is, 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 is learn and, and his relationship with the individual he's talking about David Carruthers, um, has helped push me as well. 
never met David, never talked to David, but from what I have picked up from Derek, um, you know, he's been huge and influential in my career as well. But yeah, Derek is one to kind of, you know, push and he's like, Hey, we're going to start this podcast. And I'm like, eh, I don't know about this. And it's like, Nope, we're going to do it. And when we decided to kind of take this risk advisor role versus being a typical insurance agent, learning how to, you know, stick out in an industry to where there's a lot of us and uh, how to be different. So, you know, Derek's been a huge influence in my in insurance career and, and I appreciate him. And uh, I probably don't tell him enough for that. So, but uh, there you go. <laughs> wow. That was, that was really sweet. I appreciate that, Garrett. The, uh, now you guys have been, I've noticed that um, the ability that you guys have to be on the cutting edge of different technology, um, some of the things that you guys are using as sales techniques, you don't see a lot of people in central Illinois doing those things. Now you might see somebody on YouTube talking about it, like um, the video um, calls that you send people and things like that. Uh, those are all cutting edge things that a lot of big city salespeople are doing, but you, you don't see it around here a lot. You know, here it's a lot of chamber of commerce and things like yeah. that. So it's refreshing to see people doing different things and, and seeing how it works out. Yep, for sure. So in, in your path of receiving that benefit from those people, uh, is there a group of people that, or an individual that you feel like you've been able to help on their career path, you've been able to influence, uh, you know, how they do business, things like that. Well, I, I try to share what I've learned. I mean, like Garrett said, I've been in insurance for 10 years and he, he started four years ago ish. So, um, there's, there's certain people who want to learn more and there's certain people who don't want to learn more. And you can probably find similar people in every organization that I'm talking about. There's people who, who want to grow and learn more and be different. There's people who are comfortable blending in. Um, so, um, you know, I try to share what I've learned in the prior, you know, prior to Garrett getting here, what I've learned plus what I'm learning now. And I also share, I'm on a, the, um, actually there in Springfield, there's the independent agents of Illinois association. And I'm a member of the young agents committee. So I try to share what I've learned with young agents as well, who are, Insurance is a difficult industry. It's uh, it's kind of a, you know, the the joke, you know, I'm not to get, you know, I don't want to get 2022 on everybody, but it's <laughs> old, stale, pale, and male. That's kind of the the mantra of that's the old briefcase walking in with a suit and tie. And that's, everybody gets that vision when they hear insurance agent. Mm -hmm. And it's for true. the most part, the young people coming in, they don't want to be that they're looking to be different from what their, you know, leaders that are older than them that, you know, not that they did anything wrong, but it, the, the world has changed and the insurance industry has not. So they're trying to break out. So anything that I can do to share my knowledge that I've, you know, had a unique opportunity, obviously through a reality show that not many people have the opportunity to be on. So sharing what I've learned through that to help them break out of that shell as well. It's awesome. What about you, Garrett? Yeah, I think it's kind of like, you know, what he said. It's just when we're around town, I feel like some people may see our stuff as far as, you know, our podcasts and our videos, and they truly don't necessarily, you know, they, they may laugh at us sometimes. Like, well, what are you doing with a podcast? Why are you guys have a podcast? Why are you doing these videos? 
And um, then you kind of explain to them well, like, hey, it's, it's the new way of networking without having to go to the after hours necessarily. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with the after hours or things of that nature. But in today's society, we're all extremely busy, right? I mean, Nick, you just had a kid. John, I know you mentioned, did you have a couple children on your, yep. as, as well? I mean, by the time you add sporting events in, regular life, it just seems like things are as busy as they could ever be. And um, it's just a different way to, to try to get in front of people, create connections. I know I can probably speak for Derek. I don't want to necessarily, but the, us starting the podcast has int- helped us get introductions to more people than I could have ever imagined and build relationships with people that we wouldn't have been in touch with regular just after hours in our area for sure. So once you kind of start to explain what the whole purpose of it is, they're like, holy cow, that makes more sense. But, you know, sometimes I don't want to say, you know, small town, small minded, but, you know, we are from a very small town to where, you know, typically sometimes technology maybe is, is one of the last areas to hit. And then we kind of catch the wave and, and move. But uh, yeah, so I feel like, like Derek said, if we can help individuals, you know, locally throughout to, you know, understand technology and move forward and, and just trust your gut and go with it. I think that's, you know, our goal. Yeah, I think uh, we live in multiple bubbles, whether it's our community bubble that we live in or an industry type bubble. I think banking and insurance is very similar that oh, yeah. you know, this is the way we've done things. And so this is how we do it. And uh, like you mentioned, there's nothing wrong with the Chamber of Commerce or uh, the different events that you go to to network. But I think with the availability of all the extra technology that's out there and ways of doing things, it's just take advantage of those things. Also find your niche, find yep. ways to uh, keep building your business. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. For sure. So uh, why do you guys think that um, passing on that torch to the next generation is so important? I know you guys talked to, to uh, the people from lift the, uh, local organization that's uh, doing some career training and things like that. Do you see um, a career path for young people in your area that you can help along? Absolutely. So I think it's a give and take thing with, with the next generation. So like the lift uh, center, and then we also work pretty closely with the local CEO programs, which I don't know if anybody's familiar with that listening to the show, but that's high school age kids who are wanting to get into business after high school. So um, there's, there's a give and take, obviously you're giving them the knowledge that you've had the opportunity to learn over for me the past 10 years, but you're also learning from them because they are on the cutting edge of what's coming next. So I think it's important to, and this is one thing I think that older business leaders fail at is they don't listen. They're not, maybe they just don't want to listen because they don't want to change because they're closer to retirement than, you know, it's more effort to change than it is to just stick with what you got until, you know, just kind of write it out. But listening to what's going on and because ultimately, whether it's banking, insurance, legal advice, whatever you're selling, people are buying it from you. They're buying from someone that they want to buy it from and they decide who they buy it from. They don't care about me. They care about them and if I can help them. So if you're not listening to them, you're going to lose at some point in time. So I think it's good to to get that younger generation involved and to, yes, share what you can can with the younger generation, but also (laughs) listen to them because they're the ones who are going to be consuming your product or service at some point in time. 
Yep, for sure. Yeah, for those that that don't know John and I personally, uh, we're we're both commercial bankers uh, in in Springfield, Illinois, and, and our industry uh, and Derek and Garrett's are very very similar um, in in the sense that agility is hard to find. Being being adaptable is is hard to find. So um, like we can definitely all four relate to that. Um, yeah, we see it you know on a regular basis in. In in your outreach to some of these, uh, whether it be the CEO program, the Lyft program, have you guys ever gotten uh, received an idea or just seen maybe a, a high school student or somebody younger? Uh, has anyone ever given you an idea for uh, maybe a sales strategy or or something you could you could be doing to to advance your business personally? I know Derek's had more experience with the CEO program, but I know. You know, who was it a few years ago through the CEO program that had extreme success with the, the dresses and still doing it? And I know you mm-hmm. said you'd taken a few things from what she had done. Yeah, there, I've got a lot of ideas. The problem is <laughs> how to implement them. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just they, they are so good. And again, that's good and bad. They're so good with technology. There's things you can learn from them on whether it's social media or, you know, streamlining some type of process by using a you know, some type of tech that, that we're not familiar with. The one thing I, it's tough, Garrett and I kind of that, and you guys too, we're in that generation where there's people who are a little bit older than us that don't like technology. And there's people who are getting into business who are younger than us that prefer technology. So you have to be hybrid. You have to use the phone and talk in person to this group where this group prefers email or sending a Facebook, not Facebook, man. Now I'm showing my age. She's sending a TikTok <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But, but that's, that's kind of the business give and take you. And you do have to kind of define your niche and don't feel right. like you have to spread yourself so thin. I know Garrett, I, I wondered if you're going to say this Garrett, but um, TikTok was something that we tried to take lessons from other people, younger yeah. people typically. And we started and, and it just fizzled out. Yeah. 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 And and we probably should do a better, you know, job with that. But it's one of those things where, you know, if you would have looked at, you know, I look at myself 15 years ago and I was the individual that was, I was the oldest, youngest guy in the room. I hated technology. I was scared to death of technology. And then, um, you know, eventually just got to take it head on and not be so scared. And I mean, you look at kids, you can, I can hand my kid my phone and be like, Hey, I don't know what's going on. Something's wrong with it. They look at it for two seconds and they fix it. Right. Right. You know, and we're scared to death to unplug one thing or, or to do another. And, you know, the, the availability and, and the way that these kids look at technology, it's their life. I mean, it is 100 percent their life. And so we need to embrace it for them because they're going to change ours with it as things keep going forward, for sure. Yeah, it's funny you guys mentioned that it's something as simple as paper. Uh, Nick's quite a bit younger than I and I learned from guys that are a lot older than me. And so I'm printing out things and reading them and holding tax returns. And it just feels better when you got it in your hand, you know, and Nick gets here and he's like, what are you printing all this out for? (laughs) Well, you got to scan it back in and then save it as a file. And it's like, you know, just challenging yourself to, to keep uh, finding better ways to do things, keep up with technology. It's, it's all a good exercise. Yeah, yeah sure. it doesn't help that that our offices are both right next to the to the copier either. So, you know, <laughs> that, that's probably that probably has something to do with it. I probably think people are scanning and printing a lot more than they actually are. But yeah, we've got we've got some work to do in our office on that front. But uh, there you go. I'll tell yeah. you one one quick story. 
that just shows, you know, the difference in, in age groups. So I said, I, you know, I started in the insurance business 10 years ago and my first week on the job, my sales manager came in and they had ordered me a box of business cards. So he gave me the box of business cards and a phone book. Not kidding you. So that was just 10 years ago. Wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Give me a phone book and say, Hey, go ahead and flip through the yellow pages and make a list of all the businesses that you know. And so like me, I'm like, why don't I just go to Google and copy and paste it onto a word document and then print that out instead of writing out, you know, you know, Billy Bob's welding, Timmy's restaurant, you know, I'm like, that makes no sense. But that's, that was the tool that my, you know, older predecessor, you know, wanted me to use to identify my target market, my target prospects. So it just shows you that someone knows something more efficient and, you know, you don't have to do it the way that everybody else did it to, to have the similar or better results. Our right. kids won't even know what a phone book is. So. No, no, oh, no, no. It's funny yeah. because at my in-laws house, they've got the the thing on the wall still to, you know, plug the phone jack into. And I remember one of my boys asked one, I said, grandma, what's that for? And they said a phone. He goes, well, why would you plug a phone into the wall? You know? <laughs> is that USB <laughs> type? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just feel old when you start thinking about that stuff, you know? So it's, it's crazy what these kids are going to see. Yeah. They're going to think our, you know, our technology that we thought was amazing in 10 years is just going to blow everybody away. So. Right. Right. Well, the last question that, that I have for, for one of you or either of you, whoever wants to to answer or both, um, if you could give any piece of advice to somebody who is either searching for, um, somebody to, to influence and, and support their career or somebody that's, that's had some success like you guys have in your industry and is looking to, to pay it forward. Um, what, uh, what kind of advice would you give to, to people in either of those situations? That's a great question. Yeah, Garrett, you should probably, <laughs> no, I've got an answer, but if you want to go. <laughs> so I would say, put yourself out there. Um, just like what Garrett and I have done with the podcast we just started throwing feelers out and not that it was one single person that we felt we could influence or they could influence us, but we, we just started asking people and introducing ourselves to people. And now um, I, I told Garrett yesterday, we've got podcasts scheduled up to like 10 or uh, five weeks out from here. And it's just like a year and a half ago, two years ago, whenever we started, it was like pulling teeth trying to get someone to spend 30 minutes with us on Zoom so we could do a recording. They're like, you know, they didn't know who we were, didn't care who we were. They right. weren't going to, you know, we didn't really have much proof to show them that we had a podcast other than a <laughs> logo that we generated on our own and um, a recording from Fiverr that sounded like we knew what we were doing. <laughs> but, but yeah, I would say just put yourself out there and then you have the ability to influence more than just a single person. We've, we've, we've helped, I hope helped multiple people in central Illinois learn about other business owners that they may not have known before and learn tactics and tips and strategies to help grow their business. That maybe is a new thing that they didn't hear before. So um, that's to me, that's pretty cool part of trying to become or join up with a center of influence. Yeah, that's pretty much what I was going to say. You know, a lot of people are scared to do a lot of things, right? Because we're always, we're always afraid what somebody is going to think of us. And, you know, I, I try to tell my kids all the time, there is no success without failure. 
you have to fail multiple times at something. And if somebody honestly laughs at you for failing, that's just because they're too darn scared to try it themselves, you know? So put yourself out there. If you know, whatever it is, is if, you know, whether it's in sales, podcast, whatever your niche in life is, just go for it. Don't be scared. Don't worry about anybody else. Just run through the wall and go for it. Love Great that. advice. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, guys, um, I think that's all I've got. John, any, any other questions? That no, I just really appreciate you guys. Obviously, you've helped us along quite a bit um, with different parts of, of our everyday job, but also obviously the podcast. It's, uh, it's exciting to try different things and see what works for us. So we really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having yep. us. Our pleasure. All right. Well, listeners, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you again for, for being here for, for the very first episode. Uh, John and I genuinely appreciate it. Derek and Garrett, thank you guys uh, for taking some time out of your day to, to chat with us and give some insight to our listeners. Uh, look forward to, to following your podcast, the CIBL podcast, and uh, uh, hopefully we will talk to you guys soon. All right. Have a good one, everyone. Yeah, you too, man. Have a great day. Yeah, take take care. care.